Assalamu alaikum, hello and welcome back to Liberated Voices. You're here with myself, Intia Fatima Merchant, and your co-host, Hussein Abuda Ali Diakidu. Today, we'll be talking to Orlando de Rocha Hill, who is a Brazilian activist with Counterfire, and we'll be discussing the Brazilian elections. Thank you for coming, Orlando. Orlando, obviously a, a great result that uh, Lula won, but not all, all great. I know you've been quite worried about some aspects of the result. Maybe you could just give us a bit of a reasoning behind that. Well, I think it's what Lula said in his first speech, his first speech as president-elect, where he says that they weren't campaigning just against a candidate, Bolsonaro, but they were campaigning against the Brazilian state. And Bolsonaro used everything in the Brazilian state. And the worst was on the 19th of October, there was a meeting in the presidential palace in where they, were, they, they came up with a plan of how to disrupt the voting process. And they used the police to set up checkpoints. And the excuse was that it was going to investigate irregular usage of transport for voters. But they were targeting, and they, they didn't really need to say, look, target Lula supporters, because most of the people in the police force are Bolsonaro supporters. So the message mm. was given, and especially in the Northeast, where Lula has got a lot of power, um, where he, his stronghold, where he won the elections, whole buses were stopped and people were taken out of the buses. They were told to line up and put their hands on their head. And we don't quite know how many voters didn't get to the polling station, but it was heavily targeted on Lula supporters. There's even a story of a young man that was going and he said he was a Lula supporter, but he said, no, I'm going to vote for Bolsonaro. And the guy put a sticker of Bolsonaro on the car and he wasn't stopped. Mm. So that's one point. Of course, there's another point, which is Brazil isn't a fascist regime, but Bolsonaro operates under fascism. He, he is a fascist. He defends the fascist ideology. He's an authoritarian. And he creates that in the public. And there's no doubt that there is popular support for Bolsonaro. 49% of the vote is not something to laugh at, which makes it difficult for, for Lula now to govern. Because yeah, as far as I know, the parliament in Brazil is not completely pro-Lula. How, how do you see the parliament? Oh, it's very right-wing. It's one of those mad things. I mean, Lula can win, but I think a fifth of it is the Workers' Party, and then you've got other left-wing parties to support Lula. But it is extremely conservative. And I think it's one of the most conservative um, Congress that they've had so far, supported by the right wing and the extreme right wing. If Lula wants to govern, he's going to have to govern with the Congress. I think that's where the left will have to be building a mass movement. It won't come through the Congress. It's not going to come through the Congress or through civilized debate or anything. Hmm. So it sounds like Lula's just going to have a hard time ruling, even though he's won. It sounds like it's going to be difficult. Yeah. But having said that, he, he is very good at it. He was very successful in, in um, ruling with uh, Congress that he didn't have the majority in. Hmm. 
He's so a how, very able man hmm. in that sense. So how comes do you think most of the police force and you know most of Congress is for Bolsonaro? Well, there's history in that. I mean, Brazil, you, got, you can't forget that Brazil was the last country in the Americas to abolish slavery. And it was mm -hmm. abolished in 1888. The, the origin of the Brazilian state is built on that. Uh, more slaves were taken to Brazil than any other country in the Americas. Yes, yes. Wow. I think Rio de Janeiro was the largest slave port and then Liverpool. Mm. So we've got two large you know, yeah, both sides of the Atlantic. And Brazilians and the Portuguese were the, the greatest slave traders. I think British become the English, because there was no Britain at the time. England was second. Remembering that Brazil and Portugal were would be the same thing, because Brazil was a colony of Portugal. Mm. Well, how do you think Bolsonaro gets so much support? Do you think this right-wing thing all comes from the slavery days or do you think there's more modern tactics used? I mean, how, how comes fascism is so high in, uh, in well, Brazil? Well, well, you got to remember how fascism begins, doesn't it? I mean, it's, it's when capitalism stops offering any sort of solution and, and the, the capitalist class appeals to fascism, thinking that they can control fascism, typical, and then it gets out of hand. I think that's what happened with Bolsonaro, and that's why elements of the capitalist class now support Lula. They, they, mm. they shifted sides, even including agribusiness, the financial sector, other sectors of the capitalist class have kind of abandoned um, Bolsonaro to support Lula because Bolsonaro is not controllable, mm. like any fascist. And on that, just to be clear, that does not, I'll get a lot of criticism for this. That mm. does not mean that Brazil is a fascist regime yeah, no, or, no. or anything like that. But what I'm very clearly mm. saying is that Bolsonaro is a fascist and he mm. functions as a fascist. Mm. Mm. There were some fears about, um, in the West anyway, within some circles, that if he lost, he was going to try and do some sort of coup. With Biden now tweeted something about congratulations on free and fair elections. It's very hard to do that, isn't it, well, about America? Yeah, well, he tried. Mm. And he's still trying. He, he's like 24 hours without speaking. He's in mm. silence. Usually what happens in a democracy is when you lose, you phone your, your opponent and say, well, congratulations. Hope you have a good one. I'll remain in a loyal opposition or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. He's not doing that. And at the same time, you've got roadblocks by truck drivers. The truck drivers, um, which is very typical in Latin America, what overthrew Allende in Chile in the 70s. And they're blockading roads and calling for a military intervention. Mm -hmm. But what happened during the election day um, on Sunday was that although the, the police did put up over 300 checkpoints and stopped cars. And that's why Brazil is not a fascist regime because the electoral court asked the police to stop that. Mm. And not all the police were actually in favor of that. There was a, sure. a group of them and it wasn't able to carry it out. Mm. And I think I just read a tweet from a friend and it said that what Bolsonaro is doing now is remaining quiet because he, ultimately he's a coward. So instead of taking the leadership, like Trump did, 
one thing you can say for Trump, at least he takes the leadership, he takes the initiative. Mm. Um, Bolsonaro, he's not doing that. He's keeping quiet and waiting for his supporters to take to the streets. Of course. Yeah. But that's not happening. Mm. So for those of our viewers that maybe don't have um, a great background on the contenders for that election, can you give a little bit of background on why Bolsonaro is so outwardly fascist? What has he done that makes him so outwardly fascist? Well, from a very young age, he was a supporter of the military dictatorship. There's even a story that, which I don't quite know how true it is. During the 70s, what, what you had in Brazil was that there were left-wing groups that took up on arms and had whole armed uh, yeah yeah kind of following Che Guevara's theory mm. of setting up folks of, of resistance mm -hmm. and there is a story that B Bolsonaro did tell where La Marca was and La Marca was he was a captain and abandoned the army to join the resistance was this against the dictatorship? Yeah, against the dictatorship. So he's very much pro. He thinks that that was the best time. He says things like he's in favor of... There, there's a old fascist tradition to be in favor of God, the family, and the fatherland. Those mm -hmm. are the three. It, it, I think Hitler used to say the same thing. Mm -hmm. um, in, in the traditional family and against uh, any sort of uh, homosexuality, very traditional. Mm. Although so, he's not traditional because he's had about three women, three wives, yeah. children from all over the place. He asked his wife to abort, even though he's against abortion. Wow. It's, he's, he is a hypocrite. He's a populist. Oh, he defends these things a bit like trump but then you see mm. trump in, in america um all these right-wing christians uh, defenders of traditional values mm. support a man who doesn't practice traditional values mm. but yeah. and just just in case some of our viewers might not be aware can you just give a quick summary of the dictatorship or what it, what it was the dictatorship overthrew a, a, like most a democratically elected progressive government who was doing things like land reforms and so on and that happened in 1964 it ended in 1982 different from the ending like in argentina and chile and so on it was a gradual ending mm. was, yeah like anyway, it was a military dictatorship but you didn't have they rotated the presidents so oh. had like kind of indirect president. So there was a rotation. So you didn't have someone like Pinochet in, in power. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So that's fairly recent then, 1982. That's quite... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. <laughs> I was yeah. brought up under it. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that's where my political education came from. Mm. So one of the main issues that has come out in this election was the environment. There's been a lot of reporting around the environment. Uh, what what could we expect from Lula and what did we see from Bolsonaro regarding environmentalism? Well, under Lula, the deforestation was gradually falling. But with Bolsonaro, it shot up. And it's basically because of his alliance with agrobusiness and ranchers. Hmm. Um, there's even a say 
he, his ministers were recorded saying that take advantage of the um, lockdown and have and let the cattle run through. So, mm. and it increased, I think, by two thirds on um, the deforestation of the Amazon. Lula is promising a zero cut. I mean, no deforestation, just stop it mm. and to yes. and protect the bio environments mm. that you have around Brazil, including the Amazon. Uh, and he's got like Marina Silva, which is a big Green Party campaigner. Mm. She's of Soledad Heiji, that's her, her new party. And she's um, probably getting a ministry. He's also promised to have a minister of, well, you don't call them indigenous people anymore. Now it's the first people, os povos originarios. Because mm. uh, the first people and the environment, they're quite linked in Brazil. Yeah, and the rubber tappers too. Mm. Okay, the rubber tappers. Yeah, that's like um, Shiku Menges was a big, he was killed. He was a big um, rubber tapper and he managed to, he was killed because he was managing to unite the first people and the um, rubber tappers together. So, so who, that, who are the rubber tappers? The rubber tappers are the people who, who live off rubber from the rubber trees, uh, which are native to Brazil. Mm. So it's not like it's not like in Indonesia where you have plantations of rubber trees. In Brazil, you've got them; they're, they're just part of the the forest. That's cool. So this whole environmental aspect—that's actually quite a big one. Then, has there been a lot of international attention? Oh yeah, tremendous! Like <laughs> even I, I went to vote in um, in West West London College and all Brazilians had to flood down from all parts of the Great Britain mm. um, to go there. And the Greenpeace had got a big van with a side lights on the side saying, protect the Amazon, yeah. um, Brazilians, mm. make sure you vote for the Amazon and so on. So, and I, I think there's one of the reasons that the inter well the so-called international community were kind of cheering for Lula was because of that because mm -hmm. I think the Amazon's on a tipping point that if any more trees are cut down it destroys the whole micro environment and mm -hmm. and they're thinking that it what what might happen is that the rain will stop falling and you'll have instead of a forest a savanna. Mm. Yeah, it is a really important yeah, issue. Yeah, it won't take it? much to for, for it to reach this tipping point. Do you think Lula will up, uphold that promise? I think he will. I think Lula is a very honest man. And uh, mm. <laughs> his critics will say no, he isn't. <laughs> but, but he is. Lula comes from the movement. He was a trade unionist. In fact, he was a trade unionist that didn't believe in doing politics mm. in, in the beginning. He, only afterwards did he start, came up with the idea of organizing a workers party. But he, he, he's not a politician in the sense that somebody who begins in politics then joins the movement. He is actually from the movement, the trade unionist movement. And the workers party was a, a, a was an expression of that. 
it had the 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 left wing of the catholic church it had um socialist people who took up in the guerrilla warfare like juma loads of people that just a big united front so is um bolsonaro was he a, a climate change denialist yes okay. yes he thinks he he's got his speech saying the importance is not the the effing tree, but the, what is underneath the tree, the gold, the, uh, the oil. I suppose that fits, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. So there's also been so, uh, quite a few reports I've come across. Um, I haven't looked into them properly, but of violence in the months leading up by supporters of Bolsonaro. Yeah, he Bolsonaro is very much in favor of arming people as a way of protecting against whatever um, protecting your property and so on so the um weapon ownership in brazil has increased tremendously mm. and there there were the various episodes that 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 happened during this campaign but two of the most important ones was with the ex Congressman Roberto Jefferson, who was in house arrest, and they, they they plotted this whole plan that they were going to go there, arrest him, and then he was going to make a fuss and so on, and it would be seen as a victim mm. of tyranny. But things went wrong because he recorded a video and so on. And the police have went there without any bulletproof vest, just t-shirts. And when he got to his house, the guy went berserk and started shooting mm. and threw two grenades, injured a, a policeman, didn't, fortunately didn't kill anyone. But, mm. you know, and then there was another case of um, Zemilia. Uh, a congresswoman, and this was an elected congresswoman mm. who got out of a car, tripped, accidentally fell, and she put the blame on a black journalist. And she ran after the guy with a gun, pointed out a gun, held him, mm. told him to lie down in the bar. And I mean, that is ridiculous. Yeah, and nothing happened to her. That's the, the absurdity of it. You'd think mm. that in most countries in the world, you'd be arrested and you wouldn't be able to be a congresswoman, but she is. What Bolsonaro has done is kind of normalized this kind of violence. Mm. So following up on something you, you said earlier, um, I think Brazil is not a fascist country or a fascist regime. It just has a fascist in charge. Yeah. Just wondering, when Lula was previously arrested, was there something going on there with the judicial system? How did, because it was widely believed that he was innocent or that it was a politically motivated... Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, it was. It, and that's why he's... All the cases, 26 cases were just were pulled out against him. And mm. the, the, none of them uh, were, could be brought to court. In fact, the, the, the English lawyers that I spoke to here, they were saying that in this country, in Britain, it wouldn't have never gone to court mm. because of lack of proof. And, um, 
something similar happened to the, the last president, Dilma. Yeah, Dilma. Yeah, Dilma was because of um, uh, fiddling with the budget, like what most countries and um, governments or even businesses do that mm. to, ma to make it look like you, it's an accounting trick to make it look like you don't have a deficit because you throw your expenses to the next year. And she was charged on that, but it was clearly politically motivated to the point that as soon as she was impeached, it was dropped. Same thing with Lula, as soon as he wasn't allowed to run anymore, all the, case, all the cases were dropped. Mm. So the next thing, obviously, we, we like to do a lot on geopolitical um, analysis. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Latin America right now has seen a, a wave of a resurgence, really, of left-wing governments. Do you think uh, Brazil can join with the sort of Venezuela? Oh, yeah, obviously. Countries? Obviously. Is Lula that far left or...? It's not even that he's far left. I mean, he's not far left at all. I mean, I think what you could call Lula is like your classic social democrat who believes mm. in a welfare state. That's that's Lula. But he's also maybe because he's this traditional social democrat, he believes in non-intervention in other countries. Mm. So what he would say, in fact, it was interesting because somebody, a reporter once said, Oh, how are you going to work with authoritarian governments like Venezuela and Saudi Arabia? Mm. And Lula responded, well, that's very good that you mentioned Saudi Arabia, because most people don't mention Saudi Arabia. Mm. They just mention Venezuela. And he says, look, we, we work with anyone. We've got, we're not, what I've got to look after is my country. I'm not looking after other people's country. They, mm. person." Each, it's up to the people of that country to deal with it. And also what he's very much against is the dangerous polarization of the, what the United States is trying to play now with um, China and isolating mm -hmm. China. He's in favor of working with China, mm -hmm. even working with Russia. Mm -hmm. he, he wants to rebuild BRICS, the, you know, Brazil, Russia, yeah. India, China, and South Africa. He wants to strengthen the Mercosur, the South American Union, mm -hmm. trade union. And he's very proud of the role Brazil played in financing the development of African countries. Mm. So I think, I think having a country like Brazil, the size of Brazil and the importance of Brazil um, going against this dangerous polarization is important. Okay, and just um, finally, obviously, one thing that's quite important to, to us is um, the Palestinian issue. There's a picture that's been going around recently, or two pictures, one of Bolsonaro's wife at the polling booth wearing an Israel flag on her shirt at, during the election, and one from um, of Lula with the kafir around mm -hmm. his neck. What was Bolsonaro's foreign policy towards Israel, and what could Lula potentially do for the Palestinian people? Well, what does he want to do? Yeah, Bolsonaro wanted to move the capital of, uh, wanted to move the embassy to Jerusalem and recognize Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. Mm. Lula's won't do that. It will remain in Tel Aviv. This is an interesting thing about Brazil. Brazil has always, even under the military dictatorship, have, has been on the side of the Palestinians. 
Um, Brazil has a, a, mm. a huge immigration of Lebanese and, and, and Syrians. And they, they make a huge part of the ethnic background. Absolutely. My yeah. daughter's um, grandfather was Lebanese. So mm. there's a, a, a relationship. Sure. Mm. And I think Brazil never, ever voted against the Palestinians, even under the military dictatorship. The only time they did vote with the United States and Israel was under Bolsonaro. Mm. So I, I think it'll be important for the Palestinians to have Lula as president. Mm. Yeah, definitely. It seems so. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, unfortunately, we have come to the end of today's episode. Um, mm. Orlando, just before we finish, um, I have one final question for you. Seeing as the situation is quite volatile it seems to be you know new things coming out every every couple of days what can we expect to see in the next couple of days in your opinion well i think my because i think bolsonaro is a coward i don't think he's going to do anything he's just going to go away mm -hmm. he might move to miami or something like that because mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. because uh, uh, being afraid of being arrested he's closed all his dealings so no one can investigate it for a hundred years. And I think Lula is going to break that mm. and actually go after him. But so I, interesting. so mm. I can't, I, I, I think Lula will consolidate. There's going to be a period where you're going to have people shuffling for power and let's see what's going to happen. No, I wish we could talk more, to be honest. This is a very, uh, it's very hard to pack this this issue into 30 minutes. Definitely. Um, but it but, has been a very enlightening 30 minutes. I will say that I have yeah. learned a lot. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, hopefully, we'll get you back again okay. you know, sometime in the future to, <laughs> on, on the latest, hopefully positive um, issue, inshallah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where can, they, where can the viewers and listeners find you and some of your work? Uh, well, as I said, I'm from Counterfire, and I write any article for about Brazil. I'm always writing, so you can go to counterfire.org.uk, and I'm there. Brilliant. Okay. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you very much, and thank you so much to all of our listeners as well. Uh, inshallah, we'll see you again soon with our next episode. Okay. Bye. 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 Bye.